0: Vital, moral, mystical fortitude. Today we're connecting the most spiritual, theoretical elements of the virtue of fortitude to its most bodily and practical to round out this discussion of this most crucial of the cardinal virtues. Welcome to episode 21 of Deep in Christ. And welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grody, here at the Coming Home Network International, and we're here again with another discussion about the daily task of growing in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome again, and thank you for being part of this discussion today. Father Peter joins me again uh, to round out our discussion of the virtue of fortitude. We were talking recently about endurance and attack; these two primary aspects of the virtue. And finally, now we're looking at, at different levels, different layers of this virtue in terms of our whole integrated being. The vital, the moral, and the mystical, as Joseph Pieper points out. So we had a good discussion about that. I hope you enjoy it. Something I love about, again, the cardinal virtues as a whole framework, and then even about this, with the framework that, that uh, Pieper shares with us today, this the, these, the vital, moral, and mystical levels of fortitude, um, is that one of the things it does is it... it Gives us this more integrated picture of of our, of our whole human life. We've talked a lot about that. Mm-hmm. You know, we we you know the the whole human life that involves, obviously God's grace. You know, before, during, and after. You know, uh, God's grace is, is kind of permeates it all. Um, and there's the level of our human life, certainly in terms of our 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 willed choices. You know, but then there's the level of our of our body and our passions and all that kind of stuff, and the the goal is for those to be more integrated, mm-hmm. those to be reintegrated where they're disintegrated, um, and you know we, the people referenced this earlier when we were talking about prudence and solertia, that mm-hmm. perfection of prudence. He he mentioned this about how um, we we get these glimpses as we look through the virtues of of how um, for Christians you know, during the Middle Ages, for Thomas Aquinas, you know, this picture of of human virtue, it it rested on well. It, he he, the way he said it was, here again. Then, as in so many other things, we see the high and austere demands which, which the classical Christian doctrine of prudence makes upon physical alertness and health, and upon trained physical spiritual energies. Hmm. What he was talking about is just that you know, like this picture of of full human virtue, of human flourishing, human, uh, you know, growing to their full potential that God has for them. Involves the whole human person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now it's interesting. So if we think about the the, the vital, uh, moral, and mystical. Certainly, the the level at which we uh, get involved and do stuff, you know, where we take willed action, uh, is that middle one, the moral. That's that's why it's the moral one because that's that's the realm in which we actually make choices, mm-hmm. you know, in our human freedom. We make choices. We can't directly will, you know, or or um, we can't directly will or alter the pre moral. We can affect it through our choices. Mm-hmm. But it's it's sort of something that we it we just happen upon. We receive again either through nature or nurture, we just have our constitution, our temperament, you know, our our feelings, our passions, you know, the whatever all the stuff that has gone into that, all of our experiences, a lot of that we didn't choose, we can't directly change or alter, we just deal with, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean yes and no, and in, in the sense that that's that is where prudence comes in, is recognizing that, okay. So uh, take it we're gonna take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Steps, okay? okay. So when I was in college, mm-hmm. um, I dealt I think I've I i can not remember, I think I feel like I talked with this talked about this maybe, but mm-hmm. yeah, I talked about this, this a couple of episodes ago. Yeah. I was in college dealt with a lot of anxiety, you know. Um, and struggle, struggle with depression stuff too. But I didn't know what I was dealing with, mm-hmm. and I was going through this kind of growth in my spiritual life at the time—a pretty, pretty significant growth in my spiritual life. But what what started happening was I would get, you know, I'd kind of have these highs and lows and everything, mm-hmm. and um, I would go through these periods where I would just feel this, this, this kind of lingering anxiety and tightness in my chest, and just this this other, other level dissatisfaction, not just kind of like the, the normal dissatisfaction you might have with life, but this other kind of depressive dissatisfaction. And I didn't have the framework to understand what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And so what I, what I usually started turning to, because it was kind of the, it was the framework I was growing in at the time, Mm -hmm. was this, this must be a sign that I'm doing something wrong in Mm -hmm. that my relationship with God isn't the way it should be right now, which I mean, that's, that's all the time, right? But there, there was something like really significant that I was like denying God or something mm-hmm. in my life, or the Holy Spirit was trying to get me to do something, and I was pushing back or something. And so
0: I—that's how you interpreted. That's it. how
1: I interpreted it. Right? right. Now, what I what I realized later is I, I came to um, through the help of kind of counselors and stuff, came to realize that you know I I had some I, I had some predisposition towards anxiety and depression that maybe needs some help from counseling and medication. Mm-hmm. I bring that up because what I didn't realize is I was trying to deal with a vital problem mm-hmm. in a in a moral way, mm-hmm. and the thing there is that that's what requires some prudence and sort of reflection for us because um, because in prudence you can learn to see okay there this might not be. Uh, on the level of moral thing, I need to get help on kind of a vital level, mm-hmm. and so while we're giving that, and we do have to to a certain extent accept it, you know that we that we are this way and that's at our dip- disposition, everything. Sometimes there are there are things that we can we can get help from, but we oh, have certainly. to get help on a vital. We well, have then, to again, vital that, level. you're saying that's right. Yeah.
0: prudence is so important there because mm-hmm. it's sometimes uh, what our our what our instinct, what what first comes to mind is how what's the problem is mm-hmm. and how to fix it yeah. is often wrong. Now we still have to do something. We mm-hmm. have to do some, make some sort of change, do something, but it may not be what we know. And that it gets back to that part of prudence, the docilitas. Mm-hmm. So often that comes to, well, I need to go. I need to ask a wise man or woman, you know, yeah. <laughs> about this and yeah. what's going on. Help me understand what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where oftentimes we find out. Oh, I've been doing a lot of dumb things Absolutely. that have yeah. been not no help in this regard. You know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I had a couple, <laughs> couple times on the way where yeah. I, someone sort of maybe hinted a little bit to me that maybe that that's what was going on and not like the spiritual thing, mm-hmm. uh, not a moral problem, but a vital problem. You know, they didn't speak in that way, but, uh, and, and for a while I just sort of pushed back. I just kind of like wrote it off. I didn't even necessarily, I wasn't angry or anything yeah. like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like rejecting the idea. I was just kind of like, no, I don't think that's it. You know, I was just like, yeah, it. I just didn't even really get the time of day.
0: So. Well, I think this is a very common thing. Yeah. I think it may be even a more commonplace example that we probably all experience mm-hmm. is just, you know, the sentiment that we have naturally or that maybe we've picked up from our Christian culture sometimes is the sense that, uh, again, like the, there's no place for focusing on, for instance, my health, mm-hmm. whether psychical or, or my bodily health or my sleep, whatever. That Those are always just extra things mm-hmm. rather than, well, wait a minute, those, uh, certainly those aren't the most important things, but those do affect my ability to be prudent, my mm-hmm. ability to carry out the moral life but my only way to affect those is by making the right choices in regards to them. So sometimes like the most prudent thing I can do is turn it all off and get a really good night's sleep. Absolutely. When I would prefer to stay up late and either indulge or keep working or something. But really if I'm trying to be submissive to God, I'm trying to be prudent here. It's like, no, I ought to eat a good meal, Mm -hmm. say goodnight to my family and get an actually good night's uh,
1: sleep. And that's where the, uh, <clears throat> coming back to Fortitude a little bit yeah, uh, and, and getting a little bit more practical. On the way here, I was reflecting a little bit. I was actually listening to a, this podcast from this guy about Fortitude, but yeah. uh, one of the things he was mentioning, it, well, he didn't he didn't explicitly say it this way, and so I was kind of bringing in what we've been talking about, yeah. especially in the difference between attack and endurance. Yeah, And uh, if I was to ask someone the question, or if someone has asked me the question, how okay, so we got this great virtue, fortitude, courage, you know, and everything. And I can see what good it does when it's there. But how do I grow in it? How Mm -hmm. do I make a difference in in my life and trying to grow in fortitude? And, you know, most of the time we are talking about a lot of the bigger things when you're facing down like a pretty strong fear in your life and everything. But how you grow in fortitude tends to definitely, definitely links a lot more with the endurance aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially for us being in Exodus, we all kind of experienced... Mm -hmm. How at the beginning of it, you're all about the attack. You're like, okay, this is kind of scary and going to look at me uncomfortable, but I'm ready to make the choice and do it. And we all know that the tough part is the enduring day-to-day, yeah. you know, when it no longer has any of the allure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when it comes to growing in endurance, uh, or grow, growing in fortitude, it, a lot of times is a, is a moral choice to do things that are going to help you on a vital level. Yeah. Um, and... And, it, it's sometimes, and, it's an, and it's an endurance thing of saying, okay, I've made, you know, whatever, through prudence and everything and justice, I've made this choice that I'm going to go to bed at this time because I know it's, it's good for me and I know how much it helps me the next day and, and doing the being able to do the right things and all that stuff. Um, but then it's like, great, you start that play and everything, but then a week later, it's like, but now I, I really want to do this random thing that I have no right to do, you know, uh, late at night. And uh, it's an endurance thing, you know, it's, it's, it, that, those are the opportunities to practice that. And, and it it comes down to, I would say the, the best way that we deal with those situations is, uh, as we've talked about in the past, is not to rely on the passion because the passion will come and go and we need to train the passion rather than be following upon the passion. But it's in recognizing sort of, I would say it's in recognizing a certain level of, of the essential willingness to die in those moments, it really is significant, you know, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't feel like it, it's not a death or life or death situation. But in that moment, you're faced with, am I going to die to that part of myself that just really wants to do this thing, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it is, and just basically say yes to what is right.
0: You know? I, I love so. talking about sleep in this regard. There's so many interesting uh, contours yeah. to sleep because talking about fortitude as this readiness to die. Well, sleep is a little death. Oh yeah, there's so much ah. s- symbolic significance to the, the fact ah. when we when we make the choice, you know what? I'm going to set this aside and I'm going to I'm going to give up my my hold on the world and say, mm-hmm. "Lord, I'm giving it back to you." And there's so many scriptures, you know, like I was thinking about that bit from the from the Psalms, Psalm 127, it comes up in the Liturgy of the Hours often. Mm-hmm. It is in vain that you rise early and or,
1: vain is your earlier rising, you're going later to rest. You toil for the bread you eat, uh, something not your slumber.
0: Or he gives to his beloved sleep that's translation. his translation oh, I like that okay. translation yeah. you're better not the one I had written down mm-hmm. but the sleep is this gift but also there's the scripture uh, communicates to us that sleep is this interesting thing where oftentimes we want to put off sleep and do more work when it's actually that moment that it's it's time to to let go and give it back to God and trust that he'll bring about the fruit of the labor and it's not it's not it, and again what a what a what a mini death that is mm-hmm. you know this this embrace of 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 um, of this sort of trial death, you know, this test test run. Can, mm. I, can I set it down when the time comes mm. and give it over to God? Um.
1: <laughs> we were talking, well, as I came, you saw, as I came up the stairs today, <laughs> I was uh, singing an old gospel song, you know, Will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord? Uh, it's a great old gospel song. The whole song is actually really sad. The whole thing is this son basically going, walking through this experience of a hearse coming to his house to pick up his dead mother and then like following her to the grave and then coming back home and just find loneliness. But you know, the second half of the chorus is there's a, there's a better home awaiting in the sky, Lord in the sky. And I, one of the reasons I've really liked listening to these gospel songs is, you know, they're, they're from a time in life where daily mortality was just much more in your face. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, most families had a baby die, you know, or, or, um, you know, just people die a lot more kind of frequently in an untimed circumstances. And, and I was just reflecting on that and I could feel in myself that same sort of like, um, I could feel myself somewhere in there that stir of, yeah, you know, you just need to be ready and we need to be ready and longing for, you know, the, the better home in the sky, you know, and, and the more that we can memento mori, the mem- more we can remember our death. Not just in a kind of now I'm be fearful because someday I'm going to die type of way, but I will just remember that this is not the end point, That there's a better thing awaiting. Yeah. It's easier to make those little moments of of many deaths, yeah. you know, throughout our de- our life and to lay, to be ready to lay down our you know uh, to ready to lay down our burdens, you yeah. know, and uh, in that final
0: way. But, you know. and it's, it's so interesting that that to the non-Christian or even perhaps to the Christian who's just their spirituality hasn't involved this up to this point. Mm-hmm. That that can sound very morbid, this focus on death mm-hmm. or this focus on fortitude, this, this readiness to die, you know, or the, the memento more. That can sound very morbid. Like, why are you being so negative? Come on. Mm. Like, that can't be what the Christian life is about. But, it, again, it's so interesting that even on the psychical level, just on your mental health this is such an important thing. I want to read just a little I, bit more from, from yeah, Peeper. This this um, he writes, uh, to the modern science of psychology, we owe the insight that the lack of courage to accept injury and the incapability of self-sacrifice belong to the deepest sources of psychic illness. Mm-hmm. All neuroses seem to have as a common symptom, an egocentric anxiety, a tense and self-centered concern for security, the inability to let go. In short, that kind of love for one's own life that leads straight to the loss of life. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a very significant and by no means accidental fact that the modern psychology frequently quotes the scriptural words, He who loves his life will lose it.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to, to take it kind of even out of like the couched religious language, yeah. kind of on a vital level, yeah. you can just simply say that there's no ideal in life worth worth achieving or there's no ideal in life that's really any sort of ideal at all that does not require sacrifice right i mean every time i go to the gym you Mm -hmm. know i'm making sacrifices of my time i'm making sacrifices of my energy i'm making sacrifices of just the pain that's going to have to go into it and the pain Mm -hmm. you're going to have to endure afterwards and everything and you do that over and over again you know and they're now their motivations for that can be a lot of you know a variety of different things the ideal you're shooting for can be a lot of different things and reasons for it but the, the the point there is that in the end, you are kind of facing a, a short and small pain, you know, for the sake of a greater gain. And that's—but yeah. but along this level, essentially, it's just taking that and then saying, you know, for the right reasons, you know, from Scripture perspective, it has to be for the right reason, mm-hmm. but it, the, the idea is still the same, that we can become crippled by this just inability to see past the immediate kind of discomfort— Mm-hmm. that we are that we have to face yeah um, and just yeah it become it becomes crippling and they right. can see that in psychology yeah you know?
0: and it's true both again you give the example of any time we, we make a sacrifice, even the smallest sacrifices of oh hey, I'm gonna do this thing so I get this or I'm gonna put off this pleasure so that I can have a greater pleasure you know or I'm gonna go to sleep so I can have a good day tomorrow. even in those moments when we are enjoying the thing put off, um, to be alive, Especially on this side of heaven, life means movement forward. It means right. growth. It means not stagnation. So we see too that that um, it's even because we would we might say, well, it's not just about always putting things off. Sometimes it's about enjoying things like the Sabbath. Certainly, yeah, enjoying a good meal, enjoying a party with with friends and family, those kinds of things. But there's all even there too. There's the sense of yeah, but the person who grabs on and holds tightly to those things and can't let them go. Mm-hmm. Can't let the party end. Can't you know? At some point, put it aside and go to bed. You know, can't you know? Enjoy the thing, but then step back. Again, that's this this whole other realm of of sin or or illness. You know, where there's a stagnation. There's a there's a faltering of of life, of vitality, of of movement uh, towards you know full flourishing. Again, whether just on the vital you know bodily level, but also again certainly on the spiritual level, mm-hmm. where we can't. On the spiritual level, we can't just get to a place in the spiritual life in our relationship with Jesus Christ and say, Hey, we're done. No, as soon as you as you try to hold on to my current conception of God, my current level of holiness, my current level of virtue, my current level of understanding of, of scripture or you know any aspects of the spiritual life, as soon as I, I try to hold on and stay there, you're gonna find that you're that you're moving backwards. Because mm-hmm. to be alive means, again, especially this side of heaven, this side of beatitude. Life means I'm proceeding forward,
1: right? It's the man with the ta- the man with the talents, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if 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 you just kind of say, okay, I've got my one talent, you know, and that's good enough, uh, town, meaning money and treasure, you know, in this this respect, and just say that's enough, and I'm just going to try to, I'm just going to cling tightly to it, and just say that's good enough. Then, yeah, eventually it'll be lost. And I see, yeah, definitely see that a lot with spirituality and stuff, uh, spirit, spirituality and, and relationship with God. Where the th- and, and the thing is because. To progress, especially in spiritual life, means being willing, yeah, to face that next big fear or that next discomfort, you know, and of not being content with wherever you are and you're not enjoying the contentment of wherever you've gotten to. Yeah. Um. And so the temptation for us is to like, okay, to see the next barrier and be like, okay, I'm going to get through that barrier and you get through that barrier and then you're somewhere that you kind of feel good about, you yeah. know, and then just be like, all right, now... All that good stuff I've done in kind of like trusting in God and inviting his strength and grace to get me from here to there, I don't want to have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of keep you out there. And I just, I know I can just hold on. Like I know by my own strength, I can stay where I'm at. That's the lie we tell of ourselves, yeah, you know, and everything. Yeah. But yeah, you, you, we can't, you can't just sit there. You know, I'm just going to
0: endure. Yeah. I'm not going to attack and take into the territory. Right. You know, yeah. Uh, so this interplay between the vital forward suit. Uh, and the and the level of moral fortitude is, is just an in, such an interesting one because we know again to the degree that we are 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 vital to the degree that you know like okay i'm well rested i've eaten a good meal you know i've been taking care of my of my my health you know like like it's easier on a day like that you know uh, to get up and mm-hmm. and smile at my family and take care and do putting in a good hard day's work and deal with difficulty and be courageous it's 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 easier our, our whole being is more aligned to that um, um so it, so it contributes that direction but but also we see that that um, uh, certainly to heal issues on that level you know it's the moral has to be involved mm-hmm. that those things don't necessarily heal themselves i have to make conscious choices to do those, and even when they're not working, even when you know, even when I am taking care of myself, sometimes we just have bad days, and right. you, know, you know, the the weather's bad out, and I feel depressed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, even and especially on those days, that's where on the moral level, it's all the, even the more important for us to endure, for us to you know remain prudent, to make those good choices, to keep our eyes on the Lord, uh, to seek His grace, you know, to ask for His help in not you know allowing the again just the the um, the temporary contingent aspects of life to waylay us from continuing to do, hmm. to do good.
1: The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Yep. Blessed be the name of the Lord.
0: Amen. So the moral, the vital moral, and the, of course the mystical, um, we're talking about what we're trying to prepare ourselves for. We're hmm. trying to open ourselves up to, you know, when we pray, when we actively pray as Christians, um, oftentimes we're, you know, we are actively praying. Okay, so we're we're reading scripture. We're saying things to God. We're bringing Him petitions. We're thanking Him. We're doing something. But that's always, of course, proceeding towards preparing us for prayer in which we step back and let God do what He wants to do, mm-hmm. say what He wants to say. Um, and so too, I think, with the again talking about virtue, um, the the human the practice of the human virtues, the cardinal virtues. It, it's that that quote we read early on in the series that. Make, make of yourself a capacity. Mm. And the Lord says, I will make of myself a torrent. Mm. You know, we want to make ourselves more open to his grace by practicing the human virtues so that he can infuse us with the, the supernatural virtues. And fortitude in particular. I mean, so we we have in scripture um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is fortitude, mm-hmm. you know. And, and of course, there, so there's, there's a, a distinction there between the human fortitude that we can practice, we can train, you know, we... Should work into our, our rules of life as Christians, but we're we're trying to make ourselves open to and and um, available to the grace of God to give us a supernatural fortitude, mm-hmm. and that's and so that's both for the, those difficult parts of life, but also for the, um, you know, if you if you read the the doctors of the Church, uh, the great saints, that that the deeper levels of the spiritual life involve more mystical difficulties, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we have great saints talking about, you know, a certain level of their spiritual life, encountering God, allowing them to go through these these times of purgation.
1: Or, or even just things a bit more extreme, like wrestling with the demons. <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, they're, right.
1: yeah, just uh, certainly like, yeah, they're, they're given opportunities to to go through some pretty difficult stuff. Yeah, and, and I think this is sort of along the same lines that we're talking here or, or getting to here. Sometimes we can get so focused on those things. Yeah. You know, on that that eventual martyrdom, and where we kind of get in the minds like, okay, I want to sort of just mentally try to be ready for those, but then we lose sight of the, the little, the little deaths that that are the way that we get to those. Ideas. Like, how do we make ourselves? How do we prepare for God being able to infuse us with the ability to do those things? Is to make ourselves a capacity, and we do that by the little, the little training every day. You know, that we uh, to try to make us uh, to grow in fortitude, to grow in our. Our uh, our our strength, our kind of uh, our internal strength, and then allowing that God's grace then fill that that strength all the more. You know, He builds upon that nature yeah. that's there. So, okay, that's where things like brushing our teeth and stuff, right? <laughs> you know, get jumping out of bed and getting on our knees every day. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm.
0: so I was gonna read another quote here uh, from Pieper talking more about the supernatural order of fortitude. He writes, "The supernatural fortitude bestowed by grace." which is a gift of the Holy Spirit, pervades and crowns all other natural modes of Christian fortitude. For to be brave means not only to suffer injury and death in the struggle for the realization of the good, but also to hope for victory. Without this hope, fortitude is impossible. And the higher this victory, the more certain the hope for it, the more man risks to gain it the supernatural gift of fortitude the gift of the holy spirit however is nourished by the surest hope of the final and highest victory in which all other victories by their hidden reference to it are perfected the hope of life eternal
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know the on the level of the supernatural fortitude we're obviously getting into the realm of the theological virtues mm-hmm. you know the the very the strict gifts of grace that we receive in our faith in Christ and in the sacraments, we receive faith, hope, and charity. And they play out, they unfold in our practice of the moral life, in our the choices that we make. But the more we make ourselves open to those, the more we we consciously connect our human virtue to God's supernatural grace so that, again, our, our, our merely human fortitude gets connected to a supernatural hope in life eternal. And that's in the life of the Christian saint, the, the Christian martyr. That's the fortitude that really... Transcends what we can necessarily imagine um, in our uh, as mm-hmm. we begin on the road of fortitude.
1: Grace is at the beginning. Grace is at the end. It's not that yeah. grace is only involved in supernatural fortitude. We know not that it's okay. involved in the moral fortitude too. Mm-hmm. As to how that we distinguish those two, it's a bit difficult. And you know, as you mentioned, you've mentioned in the past, uh, very similar to the way that you know we can separate, you know, the human body and the in, soul and in spirit. Theory. In theory. <laughs> But at the same time, when it comes to kind of on the ground, like, you know, trying to separate them in reality is not the case. They, they, they mix and mingle and influence each other and everything. And they're all, what affects one generally affects the other. And it's it's similar with uh, this moral and supernatural fortitude where it's like God's grace is in them all and when does moral fortitude become supernatural fortitude? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's not really even for us to necessarily right. care about. You know, all, all we need to be basically doing is, he you said, know, make yourselves a capacity. Just to be trying yeah. to grow in it and inviting the grace of God continuously into that. And you mentioned the theological virtues, and I, I like how Pieper uh, seem, very much connects um in a much more direct way, he connects hope, I would say, with this. And I think that's important because uh, he goes on to talk about how um, he says, No doubt to die without hope is harder and more fearful than dying in the hope of eternal life but who will be willing to accept such nonsense as this, that it is braver to enter death without hope? is
0: Kantianism. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yet
1: whoever takes not the end, but the effort is the good, can hardly avoid this nihilistic conclusion. Yeah. And that's important, because we have talked a lot about fear and the kind of like that our vulnerability is, is necessary for the the uh, the virtue of, of courage or of fortitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it's all true, it's not, it's not, the good is not how much fear you are able to face, per se, right. in the sense of, like, it's not just, um, it's not, the, it's not, not necess- it's not like the means in, in this case, which is the final purpose, you know. In the end, it's, it comes down to living in the truth of things, as he says. He said yeah. It's about, it's about the truth of things. And what matters really here is basically just this, that eternal life is the thing that that's our ultimate purpose and the greatest good that we have. And so being ready to die for that and being okay with death to a certain extent because of the hope in that eternal life, that's great. Now, you can say it to me all day long, but <laughs> if someone puts a blade to my throat, Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how I'm going to react. I certainly hope that I've prepared in such a way in my life that I made of myself a capacity that in that moment I will have that supernatural, that God will be able to give me, and God, God always can, but that that I'll be more predisposed towards that supernatural gift of hope and fortitude where mm-hmm. I'm able to say, no, Um <laughs> There's a better home awaiting in the sky lord in, <laughs> in the sky. Um then I'm I'm ready for that. You know, I'm ready to say, no, do yeah. do your worst. i you know, I know I know the the great uh, I know the greater rest to which I go. Yeah. You know.
0: So. Yeah. That's so you know, having that framework in mind, having those three orders in mind, I think the, the importance is again not so much of like, okay, I'm I mean this one or this one, you know, they, no. they can't be pieced out. I think what's helpful in having the framework of the virtues and of those orders in mind is, is, is helping to direct our prudence. You Mm -hmm. know, when we look at our life, we say, where do I need to grow in? You know, uh, and and so I guess maybe this brings us into, let's talk real practically about Mm -hmm. um, where we want to live our life deeply in Christ. We want to grow, we want to grow an imitation of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we start with prayer, we rely on grace, but then we enter out into our life and we practice, we need to practice virtue with those orders and those virtues in mind. Um, you know, so at least one, one piece that comes out of this, we talked a little bit about it is that, you know, that it, it is important in the life of the Christian to uh, in a, in a rightly ordered life, there is a place for attending to the the vital level of your being, the vital fortitude um, that Uh, in and amongst our other responsibilities, it is a a justice to God who has given us the the talents, who has given us the body, who has given us our, our person, our being, to attend to that vitality. Now, it can't become the most important thing. It can't crowd out other responsibilities. But insofar as we can, we ought to, you know, eat healthy food get good sleep you know make sure that there's time for for sleep mm-hmm. uh, to get physical activity to do those things that we know contribute to our, our our human vitality which then gives us a greater capacity to carry out the moral life i think
1: prudent uh, and those and, and sorry and, 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 and those yeah. things
0: are moral so yes. that's that's part of the issue it's right. is like sometimes we see those they're not moral but they're helpful no no no, no. if they're good and helpful And if we do them in obedience to God as an act of justice, Mm -hmm. then they are
1: moral. Right. And that's where we will. And I think that that is the point is that whenever we're making a choice about something, whether we're working on a more kind of sort of out there, less like personal to me kind of level, or we're working on those things that are more like the vital person of me, that that if we're working on it, then it's moral. I mean, in the sense of that, that that is the point. We're trying to make that deliberate choice. Uh, when We're distinguishing the vital and the moral virtues. We're not saying like you know the the ch- the choice every day to kind of try to grow and you know this particular habit of just healthy living or something is somehow distinguishable from like these moral choices. And we're not, not we're talking about we're talking about the natural our natural or or kind of pre uh disposed or pre formed disposition towards those things already mm-hmm. that then we are able to either build upon or or, or grow in or even like heal in if it right. comes to kind of different levels of dysfunctionality or just yeah. difficulty. Um, but yeah, it's always a moral choice. and, and, and that's, that is so it's so important to have prudence in this because the, the, uh, the different things that we can kind of conceive of in our mind that where we could grow in fortitude, and we could build upon that it's it's infinite, yeah. right? I mean, we we've we've talked about this a bunch. How good or we are at trying to make plans, you know, <laughs> schedules and stuff, and like. Yeah. Of, of coming up with all these different great ideas for how we're going to like structure our life and everything and make uh, this big difference. Great is in scare quotes. Greatness. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Right no, exactly. No. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. We're 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 very adept at <laughs> at not doing well, <laughs> you know. But um, anyway, the, but the point is that that is so is so important to have prudence there because mm-hmm. we then we need to ask ourselves like, okay, what is it God calling me to either attack or endure right now? Mm-hmm. And it may be something. Very simple compared to what we maybe imagine, you know and right. um, that 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 applies to kind of all the levels of fortitude mm-hmm. you know I, I don't right now <laughs> right now in my life I know that God is not calling me to face quote unquote martyrdom like right now mm-hmm. you know I mean it's not a choice I'm having to make you know I, I, yeah. and um, but I can get wrapped up in that mentally if yeah. I if I if I'm not prudent, or if yeah. I'm not trying to kind of be a focus on what is it God calling me to try to deal with and and, and grow in fortitude and, and courage and right now, right. I can kind of get wrapped up in sort of these fantastical theoretical problems or theoretical situations that I could get into and just kind of think like, oh, I just want to be ready in case this happens. I want to sort of be thinking of that and trying to kind of get ready for that rather than just focus on the fact that, you know, I'm... Eating at Wendy's three times a day, or something, you know. I, yeah. You know,
0: but. Fortitude's place in the structure of the cardinal virtues. Mm-hmm. I actually think that you know that the focus on physical health and vital readiness is actually a good analogy for where fortitude sits in the in the framework. In the sense that um, we may recognize at any given moment that hey, it would this would be a lot better and easier uh, if I gosh, if I you know had been taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. But we can't suddenly hit the pause button on life mm-hmm. and go off and work on that part of our life mm. and then come back. And so just so too, if we recognize we're lacking in fortitude, well, we can't just hit pause button in our life and go out and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and fight a dragon. I'm going to go find a dragon and fight it so that I'm better in fortitude. Then I'll come back. No, like we, we can't hit the pause button mm. in our life. And so this is actually another sort of roundabout way in which fortitude must rely on prudence and justice in that we are called um, to seek out, to, 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 to recognize and accept the opportunities were given already in our life to practice these virtues. There isn't the, the, the ver- life of virtue and then our life, and we practice mm-hmm. virtue over here, then oh, we go yeah. over and apply it. No, it's like, you no, know, we first, in prudence, we turn to our actual life, the actual things that God is sending to us, our actual resp- responsibilities, the actual ups and downs and difficulties. And it's in the midst of that, starting with just like, again, today, <laughs> like what's, what's happening today yeah. that I can engage with intentionally and bravely. And we build out from there, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have time to go off and figure out the virtues and come back. No, we have to be practicing them. They, they give us a way to look differently at what comes to us in life. You know, it's that, it's that yeah. bit from Chesterton, you know, uh, an adventure is just an inconvenience rightly considered. <laughs> the virtues yeah. give us the right way to consider the things of our life, to turn them around, to turn around the difficulties and the potential pitfalls, and turn the around and say, no, "No, no, this is an opportunity for prudence, for justice, and for fortitude." In this mm-hmm. case,
1: yeah, it, and that's the difference between, uh, I think, of First Peter, um, or no, not First Peter—that's a different verse. But the verse where uh, Paul urges us basically to say, "We must never grow weary of doing what is right," you yeah. know, and. And that endurance aspect, but part of it is is the the prudence helps us to to see the situation the right way. Yes, you know, see it as an opportunity, and now just another thing that we got. You know, like um, I was I was so busy practicing virtue, and this thing came and interrupted. Interrupted me. me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Um, but sort of another. So this I hope this isn't really a huge tangent, but I was thinking a little bit more about the earlier when we were talking about the supernatural fortitude and how um, Peter says. You know, it's not, it's not the, the point is not the means. The point is not the how much fear we kind of have to endure in order to, to kind of do the right thing. The point is the truth at the end, you know, that that we're, that we're keeping our hope in And and I was thinking about that in terms of, you know, that idea of putting our life on pause to kind of go out in the world and fight that dragon. And sometimes like, you know, we, it is possible. And I've, I've seen it sometimes where we get, wrapped us in an idea that we need to go out and find something that we're really, really afraid of. And that's how we grow in fortitude is mm-hmm. to find like the most absurd situation or something, or find something even. Uh, um, for example, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I've seen, I've seen, been on, you know, we've probably all been on college campuses where we've maybe seen somebody who gets in their head that their thing that they need to do is to go out there on their own college campus, get in people's faces, and yell at them that they're going to hell unless they you know and and, and i, I somehow time. i somehow wonder you know if, if maybe what partially led to that was i'm like well if i if i'm really going to grow in bravery if i'm really going to grow in courage if i'm really going to you know sacrifice for god i need to find that thing that like i feel so uncomfortable doing and i'm just going to do it
0: and and almost that the, the yeah. measure the, the identification of the right thing to do is precisely that it's precisely thing by that how much most. By, by, yeah exactly and then <laughs> it we're must dis- be right i'm afraid right. of it so it must and, be the right thing to do
1: and so instead of discerning with prudence what yes. we're what we're actually discerning with is we're not discerning with we're not discerning is where's the loving where's the loving thing to do where's the truth we're actually discerning in a negative way by saying what makes me afraid that must be the thing i need yeah, to do that's so interesting and
0: uh yeah it's, it's, yeah it's yet another way that yeah, we can't it's another way we let fear on itself.
1: it's another way we let fear actually control our life and, and right. we're not we're not willing for your control our life in the sense of you know i'm that thing makes me afraid so i'm not doing it but it's that thing makes me afraid so therefore that I, I just need to react against it. Yeah. You know, and it's just a, once again it's just another reaction rather than prudence. Right. So. Yeah,
0: reaction rather than prudence. Passion rather than prudence. Right. You know, the grow in the the growth in the, the moral life, the virtuous life is precisely that our, our passions are not leading, yeah. but they're they're guided right. by our reason. Yeah. You know? So when it comes to like, yeah,
1: you know, if I'm wanna grow in fortitude right now, mm-hmm. you know, then it's yeah, it's it's not trying to st- take a step aside from normal life and it's not just trying to find like the most crazy things in my life that I'm really, really afraid of are super, super uncomfortable and then just kind of doing them, yeah. you know, it's taking that first step back in prudence and say, okay, how is it that God is giving me the opportunity to grow in, in, in fortitude right now? You yeah. know, there's an old saying that for instance, for parents, you know, mm-hmm. it's all old, their old saying that, that um, Kids, parents need to show or tell their kids something 500 times before it sticks. The 500 first time. <laughs> yeah. Talk about growing in, in, a, in, in, a growing in, fortitude through endurance. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like if you know, like, it's the truth, and you know this is the right thing to do, is to like, to, to hold this standard, you know, in your home or whatever, or, uh, uh, what, yeah, whatever happens may be. Then it's like, okay, you endure, yeah. <laughs> like you, you continue doing it because it's right and. Uh, that is the way that you grow in fortitude right now. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I I think, uh, again, prudence keeps both aspects, as we've been talking about, both those aspects of of fortitude in mind. Mm. Because again, we're, so on the one hand, we we use the example of, you know, we can't hit pause on life and go off and fix our virtue and then Mm. come back. But there is that element of, again, when we recognize that there's a problem in our life, that sometimes we do need to attack. Mm -hmm. You know, we need, we need to, we do need to step back in some way and make a new plan or, or perhaps we need to, um, you know, d- d- try something new or, or, or give ourselves a, a sort of a challenge. But prudence, again, prudence helps us to be attentive, uh, as we talked about in la- last episode, attentive to the movements of the spiritual life. Am I, am I just thinking about this because I'm feeling depressed? Well, that's not usually the best time to make a, you know, a new plan or, or at least certainly not the best time to, to forsake a, a previously made plan that pr- that was prudent. So prudence, you know, keeps us alert to that, that maybe, you know what, I need to give this a couple of days before I, I throw out the plan and come up with a new one. But also it helps us to know that if I do discern, okay, to to grow in this area, to face this fear or to, to develop this ability or to train myself in this certain way, I need to come up with a certain plan or I need to seek help or I need to, you know, to read a book on it or whatever, that whatever action steps I choose, they too need to be prudent. Mm-hmm. They need to be, a measured uh, steps. They need mm-hmm. to be not not such that I'm setting myself up for failure, but also not so easy as to be insignificant. Like it needs to be. Prudence finds that right balance of you know what this much will will uh, be a challenge, but it won't be, but it but it's manageable. It's prudent. And sure, and well,
1: we're definitely getting back into prudence now because yeah. we're talking about yeah. that you know how many steps or like how do we get you know how do do we do we try to make up for all of our failures in our past by like changing everything right now? It's like no, you you, you prudently decide our, what is the next steps that we need to take and everything. And, yeah, but it's, it does this all does kind of relate this this all does relate to fortitude in that. And I think one of the one of the ways that it's important to recognize fortitude is that fortitude is one of the the virtues that is used to help us to achieve the the right thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's help it's to help us on our road and our way to justice and achieving justice in our life. It's not an end in itself, yes. you know, and we it goes back to one of the first chapters we had on fortitude where fortitude should not rely on itself, you know, mm-hmm. and in a particular way it should not. And and if it becomes kind of a pigeonholed, like, ideal, uh, just fortitude in itself, that's when you start getting into those ruts where you start thinking like, oh, yeah, I just need to find things that I'm afraid of or something, mm-hmm. you know, to just kind of start working on this virtue. But th- that's not how you work on fortitude. You work mm-hmm. on fortitude by by finding the ways in which uh, finding the ways in which uh, you are held back from achieving the true the good yes and then then you work on fortitude by just by 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 trying to achieve those you know and by yeah. inviting the grace of god in those moments and practicing but but yeah it's not a step out from reality mm-hmm. you know you don't you know step off to the side and just kind of can isolate fortitude and work on it on its own right. you 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 work on it by by the whole thing, by the so, whole,
0: all the four, uh, the four virtues. You and know? so that you know that gives me another practical aspect of this, which is that you know that as we're trying to train ourselves in the virtue of fortitude in the midst of our life, always making sure that whatever whatever we're doing, uh, that we're we're hooking it to some actual good. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to I want to be better. You know, having like r- written smart goals. I mean, there's mm-hmm. that whole concept. You know, that I want to be a better husband and father in mm-hmm. in these ways. And I need to have fortitude for that. Or I need to have temperance for that. And so, yeah, I'm maybe I'm adding something additional to my life, some aesthetical practice, you know, or I'm going to exercise, or I'm going to fast, or I'm going to read a book, or I'm going to go through a program. Yeah, I'm do those things, but I want to hook them to an actual, real good, mm-hmm. a real uh, uh, aspect of justice in my life that I want to fulfill better. So that not just that I'm practicing that virtue, but I'm also orienting that virtue toward real good, because it, mm-hmm. again, there is that that danger there of. Uh, especially if we're overreacting to a past failure or yeah, deficiency yeah. for that 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 uh, desire to improve to get hooked back around to our own ego you know that mm-hmm. oh I, I find myself deficient and pathetic so i want to be less pathetic so i can be better you know yeah. rather than, no no i want to turn outward and i want to be who god's calling me to be so that i can accomplish what he wants me to accomplish and be who he wants to make wants me to be i think we can think
1: of kind of endless i can think of endless examples honestly of yeah. Yeah. of ways in which we can fall into that problem of looking at our past kind of cowardice or lacklusterness or lack of endurance or whatever. And I'm and like, okay, I really want to grow in that. And what we're thinking mm-hmm. basically essentially is we want to grow in fortitude. You know, we want to grow in kind of hyper-isolating fortitude. Yeah. And so then we're like, okay, so because of my past lacklusterness in whatever area or just in general, I'm going to now, I'm going to make a plan for the future. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be, <laughs> it's over the top. You know, and, but, but it's, it's over the top in whether, whether it's like, okay, now I'm, you know, for three years, I'm going to give up <laughs> all, 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 all screens, like mm-hmm. not going to look at a single screen, you know, and because yeah. I've been really bad, I've watched so much television, I'm just not going to look at any screens, yeah. which maybe there's some hermits in life who can like do that, you know, right. because that, that's according to their kind of their nature of their, their lifestyle. Maybe they can do that, but, but, um. But for most of us, you know, that, that that's where most of the time, there's conceivably a time out there where you could do that. But in this case, what what's happening is you're taking that, you're a hyper-isolating fortitude as your end. Mm-hmm. And so then you're making a plan not based upon it, trying to achieve a particular good in your life, you know, for instance, greater... Um, yeah. Uh, the greater ability to control ourselves in the midst of kind of temptation and to focus on the right things, the way that these things are getting in the way of the right things that you need to focus on in your life, the good justices, the, yeah. the, the justices in your life of putting your time into this, putting your time into that, the right things. Uh, it's just hyper focusing on fortitude and basically yeah. just saying like, I just want to grow in this, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'm just going to find something that it's going to be hard for me to give up and I'm just going to give it up and then that's where it stops. There's no, like, greater purpose that it's, trying to fulfill. You know, and you that know?
0: links, you know, something I wanted to bring up, too, which is we talked when we were discussing the virtue of justice. Hmm. We talked about, I think, at least the way I see it is that one of the ways that we grow in that virtue, because we're talking about virtue, we're talking about habit, something that you grow in that develops, hmm. that becomes a disposition. That, well, how do we grow in justice? It seems to me that one of the ways is that our, our depth of understanding the different areas of our life deepens. Hmm. You know, we, we start out, Injustice to saying, oh, gosh, well, man, I haven't gone to Mass on Sundays. And that's, for us as Catholics, that's an obligation is to at least attend Mass on Sundays. Um, or, you know, I don't pray ever. Well, okay, i got to at least pray. And so our first steps along the road of just simply doing what we ought to do, doing what we owe God, the bare minimum might be pretty minimal. But then part of, again, I think justice working in tandem with fortitude, especially with the attack aspect of fortitude is that, again, I use that phrase, taking new territory, mm-hmm. that it's part of the virtue of fortitude. I mean, a couple other sub-virtues that maybe we'll discuss more some mm-hmm. other time, this notion of magnanimity, that we're called to be great-hearted mm-hmm. people, people who aspire to greatness, not not out of self-aggrandizement, but out of this upward call mm-hmm. of the Lord to do something good with our life. Also, the virtue of beneficence, which basically describes that we it's not enough to just not do evil in our life. You ha- we have to do something good sure. with what God's given us. And so, I, again, I think fortitude is, the, the attack aspect of fortitude is also that, that, that again, under prudence, in prudence, that we recognize, you know, I need to be expanding the territory of justice in my life. Mm-hmm. I need to be striking out there and and learning more about what it would mean to be, learning about the saints, learning about what it would look like to really be. Someone who's all in for God. Mm-hmm. I need to to learn more on that vital level. Learn more about the the best practical, prudent ways to take care of myself and my family. I need to to expand the territory maybe of my my alms my charity. Like maybe I've just been putting five bucks in the. Well, what's what's more I could do in my life? Um, again, it has to be. Uh, guided by prudence I can't just be you know out there looking for things to distract me but how can I push I can expand the territory of justice in my life so I'm not doing the minimal but I'm actually striving to do at least the maximal within what within what is prudent uh, mm-hmm. and and accessible to me in my life
1: yeah I, I as, as you said we were talking about that and taking new ground my mind automatically popped to like d-day Hmm. Where it's like you, okay everybody uh, all the allies are kind of huddled over there in Great Britain and it's like sure their goal is to take Germany you know sure their goal is to take uh, to take Hitler and the, um, and Berlin and everything um, but it's like that the first the first thing that they had to do, which was the hardest thing I would ar- you know arguably was the hardest thing, was just to take that little insignificant beach in Normandy right right you know and and it's funny because you can't look past that. You know, you can't just say, okay, like we know what our goal is and we're just going to go for that. Like, no, the first thing it had to be doing is playing the hardest battle was just taking of that first beach, you know. And then from there, though, the all of Europe opened up to them, Mm -hmm. you know. And it's like that a lot of times with ours. Like, it's easy to look at the end point, to look at Berlin and like as they kind of like to read about the saints and everything. And that's great. That gives us the inspiration, like the end of the war. Like that's the inspiration, right? Um, But... The, the first step for any of us kind of in, in taking new ground is sometimes the hardest and sometimes looks the most insignificant from the outset. You know, I was like, what was the, you know, okay, it's just a little beach. You know, if someone was to say like, great, you took a little bit of land, but obviously with a little bit of kind of tactic, tactical understanding, you understand how big that is. But but that's what the focus on is like, you know, and and so in our life, sometimes it's taking that next little thing that's really hard because it's the first step that we've taken a long time. It's the Mm -hmm. first ground we've taken a long time. Mm -hmm. But when we take that and then we see kind of the fruit of that, it just it opens up then the possibilities. And it's like yeah. you're talking about injustice. Sometimes it just takes that next that little step where then it opens up like, oh yeah, there's so much there that we can do. There's so much ground to be taken between here and that sort of pie in the sky saint that we're looking at. Yeah. You
0: know? And that's precisely it gets at that dynamic between the, the moral fortitude and the supernatural mm-hmm. fortitude and that well, what's maybe the mediating factor, you know, between those two areas? Well, maybe it's just that it's when we take that first step in obedience to God, especially when we can't, with the whole project, the whole project of life, the whole project of taking back Europe, the whole mm-hmm. project of you know, um, growing in, in virtue in our life or getting sin out of our life, maybe the whole project looks impossible, mm-hmm. but the first step, that may be doable for mm-hmm. us on a human level. And perhaps it is the our, our humble attempt to just make that first human step. That's where we open ourselves to God's grace saying, okay... Now I've got something new and bigger and better for you, mm-hmm. you know, and suddenly, you know, God is able to, I mean, I always like to think of that in terms of the saints, that we can sometimes look at the saints and look at the big things that they did, or more precisely that God did through them. And we can be intimidated at the bigness of those things, you know, oh, but he built 50 churches and, sure. he, you know, healed all these people and gave bazillions of money to charity and, you know, chastised this many heretics and wrote this <laughs> many treatises and you know, all that. And it's just like never well, gonna get my but, never gonna get my count up. Yeah. But how did <laughs> they get there? Is that they were faithful in little things? Yeah. That's that's how they uh, they were open both to the bigger responsibilities, but also to the grace of God yeah. to fulfill those responsibilities. Yeah. So that,
1: that how could, many how many insurmountable dragons along the way did they conquer that in retrospect to them then they realized were small you know, and, and 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 looked, but at the time, were just basically as insurmountable, seemed as insurmountable as the next thing in our life that just looks like, oh, how am I going to, you know, like, how could I, I have a hard time just getting up at five o'clock in the morning so I can pray <laughs> my holy hour. Like, how am I going to get to that, you know, level of sainthood? It's like, well, they were there at some point too, you yeah. know, and uh, and they conquered that dragon and they went on to the next one.
0: So, yeah. But. Well, this kind of brings us probably, prudently to the end of our discussion for <laughs> yeah. this is sure. six episodes is probably enough just but.
1: like four two yeah as with four <laughs> two we've got to move on to the other things you know it's, it's it a on story
0: even though yeah we probably could, could go another six but yeah
1: yeah well we uh maybe we should have a uh Maybe we should have episodes where people, if they submit questions, we just go through the different questions they submit. Them. Yeah, yeah
0: I, I, I thought about doing that. Maybe we yeah. will do that. Uh, maybe uh, if you have questions about the virtues uh, in general or the conversations we've had thus far, you know, or this fortitude, this virtue of fortitude in particular, we'd love to hear those questions, those comments, those corrections, very open, yeah, I'm trying no. to be docile to correction here, uh, because uh, we're not experts, we're simply fellow brothers on the journey with our Lord Jesus Christ, so... Thanks for being here, for being part of this journey, being part of this conversation. We look forward to moving on to temperance. Yeah, soon. Mm-hmm. So Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed our discussion on the virtue of fortitude this week. You know, this is the the fifth discussion. I think I misspoke in the episode today. This is the fifth uh, episode we've done on on fortitude. And we'll be turning soon to the last of the four cardinal virtues, the virtue of temperance. Before we do that, we'll probably have a little uh, Q&A session, a live stream sometime soon. I'll announce that it'll be here on the channel. Um, And of course, as always, we're not presenting ourselves as as experts, but simply, you know, as fellow brothers on this journey deeper into Christ. And so it's an opportunity for you to maybe share some questions, some thoughts on our our long discussion on the virtues thus far. So we'd welcome your input on that. And again, I hope you enjoyed this discussion today on the virtue of fortitude. Um, I really find it fascinating thinking of these different levels of this virtue, how Uh, The premoral or vital level, you know, it comes to us through nature or nurture, we sort of receive it uh, and some of us, you know, have different challenges we deal with, but but all of us are called on this moral level to cooperate actively with God's grace, the grace that he gives us in sacraments, the grace that he gives us naturally drawing us to himself, the grace he gives us in our very being in the sense of being made in his image and likeness, being made as as human beings with a nature to actively cooperate with that nature, that's what draws that nature upward. It draws it into the life of grace and allows uh, us to be healed, allows us to grow, and allows us to be more open to the supernatural graces that he wants to give us to do great things in our lives. And so again, hope you enjoyed this discussion. Love to know your input. Um, uh, if you yourself are someone who's on the journey to the Catholic Church, if you're if you're looking into Catholicism, uh, if you're asking questions, or maybe you just you just want to understand it a bit better, you know the Coming Home Network is your network. We're a network of converts, people who have embraced the Catholic Church uh, from other Christian denominations. Um, as well as people who are on that journey, who are are asking questions, this is your network. And so we'd like to invite you to go to chnetwork.org and check out the resources there. But also, you know, we have a great online community at community.chnetwork.org where you can connect with a whole lot of people like yourself. And it's also the best place to follow along with this show and to enter into the discussion. So again, check that out at chnetwork.org. As always, thanks for watching. Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe and do all those, those good internet things. And we'll see you next week on Deep in Christ. God bless.